Hey guys, I'm Nagin Farsad. I'm a comedian in New York City. If you've been watching the news, you've been seeing a lot of really horrifying stuff about uh, mass shootings and lots of discussions on guns. So I actually sat down with a couple of friends of mine, also comedians, uh, Liz Winstead and John Fugelsang. We met at the Earwolf Studios to get down dirty on the gun issue. So enjoy. Let me tell you guys what we're going to talk about today. Today, we're going to talk about guns and mass shootings. Why are they still happening? So this top of the segment is a little hard to talk about because on Wednesday, uh, there was another mass shooting, this time in San Bernardino, California, that left 14 dead, 21 wounded. Um, A husband and wife team are the suspected shooters. Uh, The husband actually worked at the county health department where the shooting took place. Um, and so we don't actually know if this is workplace violence or if this is terrorism. Um, I should also mention that the couple was, uh, Muslim. Uh, but regardless of motive or categorization, sources have confirmed that these are garbage human beings. Um, and also regardless- Dirtbags. Dirt, to- I mean, but like real, the real, real dirtbags. Uh, and also, regardless of motive or whether or not we're calling this terrorism, the shootings happened with, let's all say it together, guns. guns. Okay, John, you were really way off on that. Uh, we we have to talk about guns. Uh, authorities recovered four firearms, and two of them were purchased legally. Legally. So uh, let's, like, really talk about guns. And I'm going to just start us off with some fun facts. Um, we have a mass murder about every day in the United States. Fun fact. What uh, is the fact? I think mass murder it is is defined as four or more people. Is that correct? That's how they're defining it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so one happens about every day. But the more more have happened than days of the year uh, so far. We have over three hundred thousand guns in this country. One for every man, woman, and child. Super fun. And actually, toddlers have been taking advantage of those guns because forty three toddlers shot someone this year. Forty three killer toddlers. So toddlers. Um, have actually killed more people than Islamic terrorists in the United States, making toddlers with access to guns the real threat. I think we can get a database of toddlers. I really think we, you know, <laughs> and Americans too, because most of these shootings are carried out by Americans, not by foreign terrorists. So I, I think we need to keep an eye on Americans. Where have these toddlers been radicalized? <laughs> uh, toddlers are us. It's true, too. I live with a toddler. He would kill me if he could in a second. I know it. I see it in his eyes. I have to tell you, there's not a parent who will not say, my child is a terrorist. They're all they're horrible people. They're, and they're abusive. And we think love can change them. Toddlers are Chris Brown and we're Rihanna. Also, not to mention, they have permission by society to, wherever they are, just lay down and shriek. You arm a shrieking toddler mm-hmm. in public when they have permission by our society to just like lay it out, it's problematic. And I got to say something. I'm really proud to be on a show where we can say this, Nagin, because babies control the media. We can admit this. <laughs> you can say whatever you want Jew about babies. Palestine. Jew babies. You can say whatever you want about Israel, but you can't talk bad about babies because the baby-loving lobby will crush you. So yeah. I applaud you for thank your commitment you. to yeah, the, the baby tards. And thank God the NRA is doing everything they can to keep guns in the hands of babies. Uh, because really the only solution to toddlers with guns is arming moms and nannies with more guns. I started calling the NRA the AK-47%. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what do you guys make of this, uh, you know, the, these mass shootings? What are, we, what are we supposed to do, guys? What are we supposed to do? Well, I... I, I'm actually not sure what we're supposed to do, but what I do know is what is it going to change as an excuse to not attempt to do something makes me 
violently ill because everything has to start somewhere, whether we're talking about guns, climate. They're so willing. You know, it's so perfect because they're like, we need more abortion regulations to stop abortions, which that whole statement is messed up. But gun regulations won't stop anything. Mm -hmm. You know, so I don't – smarter people than I Mm. uh, who – get to make the laws, which that isn't even true. People making laws are not smarter than me, I don't think. But somebody needs to do something. John, do you have a concrete thing of like a of, of what you think? Well I'm look, if too. you if the gun lovers don't think Americans can change our constitution, then I want to come over to your house and count your slaves. Okay, yeah. because somehow un, uh, well-regulated militia has come to mean totally unregulated dudes, and uh, the- and toddlers. And toddlers. And the very fact is the people who are uh, talking about having uh, greater gun safety laws are not exploiting a tragedy. They're trying to prevent the next one. We've reached a point now where the people who want to have tougher gun control laws are the real patriots. There's patriots and there's selfish people. Well, and, 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 and when you're when you're going if you're if you're against background checks, expanded background checks which 90% of the American public wanted, that's more popular than Christmas. But they own the Congress and they own the Senate so much. Mark Kirk of Illinois was the only Republican the only senator Republican. who voted against making it harder for people on the FBI terrorism watch list to buy guns and explosives, okay? So it's not about your second amendment right. It's about your entertainment. It's about your personal entertainment. And the NRA doesn't give a rat's ass about the Second Amendment or their members. A lot of great, decent NRA members, by the way, 85% of them believe that personal responsibility goes with gun ownership, that you have to have stronger gun laws. You know, you bring up that that vote is actually really critical. The vote was basically, so we're clear on this, that we should, there's a loophole that allows people that are on the no-fly list to buy guns. And this loophole has been in place. And since 2007, George W. Bush tried to close that loophole. Mm-hmm. Uh, that liberal Bush that who also li- told us not to hate all Muslims. <laughs> yeah. That uh, left-wing nut uh, tried to close this loophole. And he, and we've been trying to do it for so long and we still haven't been able to do it. And yesterday they, re, they, they reintroduced that bill and the bill again failed. There was only one Republican senator because I guess the NRA thinks the only thing stopping a bad guy with a gun is a possible terrorist on the no-fly list yeah. with a and gun. Again, these folks can't fly on planes, but they can buy all the military-style hardware they want. The most insane. So, okay, so let's... I'm, I'm I mean, gonna... We have to just say, too, like, we talk a lot about, you know, most of the NRA doesn't want this and that and the other thing, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, also, most Christians aren't, like, these people that are represented. Absolutely. But the bottom line is, it can't just be John Fugel saying and a handful of people <laughs> who are... Representing Christianity in a way that is what Christianity stands for, you know, and same with the NRA. Like I hear this all the time, the NRA, blah, blah, blah. I would like to do a deep dive into how people got signed up for the NRA because a lot of people I think don't even know their members through like Mm -hmm. things in the past. Mm -hmm. But if you are an active member of the NRA and actually care about gun safety and you care about hunting and recreational shooting, where are you? Because you want to know what really fucking big Creepy people are representing who you are. And if you would like to have gun laws and sensible gun laws, then you have to be loud. And the NRA doesn't stand for Second Amendment rights. If they did, they would support people being able to make their own guns at home with 3D printers. They're a corporate They're, lobby. They oppose 3D printable guns okay. So they, because you can't make a profit off right. it. The NRA exists to make more money for the gun manufacturers. And here's how it works. With every mass shooting, be it Planned Parenthood or the, the atrocity in San Bernardino, uh, I, I subscribe to NRA mailing lists. I recommend everybody do it. You And again, 
members of NRA, fine folks, lots of them. It's the management of the NRA. These massacres happen. The NRA sends out mailings saying Obama's coming to take your guns. Folks believe this Mm -hmm. and go out and buy more guns. The gun manufacturers profit after yet another massacre. Repeat, repeat, repeat. And this includes Democrats as well. Harry Reid is owned by the NRA. Sylvester Stallone and Ronald Reagan are to the left of Harry Reid on assault weapons being owned by civilians. So should we all join the NRA so we have voting power? I mean, is that a thing? They don't listen to their members. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, no, it's really La- Wayne LaPierre being Wayne LaPierre. Let's not forget whatever. George Bush Sr. quit you, the NRA 20 years ago. Here's a question on a personal note. Have you guys ever shot a gun? Yep. Yes. Okay, I, I shot a gun for the first time, and then you'll you maybe gather my position on this when uh, I tell you that, so I, buy, I get that we were in Georgia, uh, great uh, gun state, and... Uh, Went to a shooting range and they just uh, gave me a gun. Like I didn't – and I was like, is someone going to show me how to use this? (laughs) Or like – and they just literally handed me a gun. Uh, When you said they – you were in Georgia and they handed you a gun. I'm sorry. I was at a shooting range. I need some detail. Sorry. I was at a shooting range. That was sort of left. I wasn't like you were at Waffle House. Shooting range. Yeah. I was at a Waffle House. Or maybe. I'm sure that happens there too. Right. Um, What ethnicity did they think you were, my Muslim friend? I know. Exactly. I was like, you recognize I'm an ethnic lady. And I was the – and so anyways, I asked You don't look like most Italians, but here's your (laughs) AR-15. And so they gave me this gun. It's very heavy. I've never touched a gun before. Very heavy. Anyway, walk into the shooting range and there was a – like a beautiful blonde family of like multiple – it was like kids in middle school and I'd say they were maybe like – and then a couple kids that were maybe like seven or eight, like that age. I mean, it was like a whole family outing. And I – okay, so I'm about to shoot this gun. And what they don't tell you is the casing flies back at your face with the heat of a thousand suns. No one mentions that, right? Of course, it flies back at my face, lands right in my cleavage, and I thought I I had shot off one of my tits. Like, I I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to be the hunchback of Boober Dame. Like, nobody's going to want a motorboat, a half rack. This is a disaster. Turns out it it would just burn my skin. So I then – I shoot this gun, and then I hysterically start crying because I felt – even though I know that I didn't kill anybody – I felt like I had killed somebody. Yeah. And I just started hysterically crying. And I was just like, I don't know. This feels like too much power. Too much power power. for one person to have. I shouldn't have this power. I shouldn't be armed in a situation where there's shooters. It's just too much power. So So was the family there doing sensible gun training? I would assume so. I don't have a problem with that. No, but I mean... I I have a problem with seven or eight-year-olds. I don't know. I I have a problem with that. I have a problem with seven or eight-year-olds being indoctrinated into loving guns. There is something about loving guns that's like, that's wrong. But I I have to file that under the same abortion argument. If you don't like abortions, don't have one. And if you don't like children learning how to use a gun properly, then don't have your child use a gun properly. Uh, I I think that, if anything, uh, I'd rather have a person learn how to use a gun around their parents and trained professionals than have it be some Yahoo who just picks one up in Walmart and decides to experiment in the backyard. Well, uh, it's also, too, I think if we were to examine with these toddlers, you know, or a seven-year-old, <laughs> with toddlers maybe not so much, but like but like with a seven or eight-year-old, you know, if they accidentally shot someone, if you could – if you're a family that owns guns and you're a family of gun owners and there is a gun – if that and, and you forgot to lock your gun cabinet and you're super responsible about everything and the seven-year-old gets the gun and has been trained, that seven-year-old might know where not to put the finger, what not exactly. to do on a gun. Yeah. And so I, I, I have to say I feel that way too. I grew up in Minnesota. It's weird. And 
But again, but it's the toddler thing. I mean, maybe the seven or eight year old would know, but you know, we we know now that forty three toddlers didn't know what they were exactly. doing, and they shot a guy. Well, you and but this the, is yeah, why I believe happens. in limitations on it. I think that if you're going to buy a gun, a couple things, uh, especially if you're going to buy a gun, uh, besides a shotgun, you know, I grew up with my grandma having a shotgun in the corner down south, and I, I grew up respecting guns. But if you are going to sell uh, weapons designed to kill lots of people really fast, sorry, I'm on Ronald Reagan's side on this issue. Uh, I'm opposed to it. How, and I don't think civilian should be allowed to own machines designed to do one thing, kill lots of humans really fast. Uh, but if we have to have that be legal to protect you uh, or, or help you hunt, and by the way, if you need an automatic weapon while hunting, you're not a Second Amendment champion. You're a dude who sucks at hunting, okay? There's one time you need an AR-15 hunting, and that's zombie deer. And when Bambi's mom comes back, I'll grab a Glock right alongside you. Until then, if you're going to buy one of these weapons, we should have a system where you have an affidavit system. Because the big problem we have in the country in terms of crime is how do legal guns become illegal guns? So if you buy a gun... You have to sign an affidavit and you have to get two people to sign it for you. And if that gun is eventually used in a crime, you're responsible and the two people who signed off on you are responsible as well. You do a law like that and watch crime go down. However, they'll say that's limitations on our constitutional rights. Well, the very fact that I can't call Wayne LaPierre a soulless America-hating fuckwit on broadcast TV shows we've all accepted some limitations on our constitutional rights. We curtail the Damn. First Amendment all the time. You can't own slaves anymore. We got prohibition. We got rid of prohibition. The Constitution lives, breathes, and evolves, as religion must to survive as well. And sorry, the folks who are fighting for tougher gun laws are the patriots. And my right to be alive is more important than your right to shoot 31 clay pigeons without reloading on the weekend. I, th I, f I feel like you wrapped that up really nicely, John. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you. My preachy chromosome zo came zombie, out. Zombie uh, yeah. Bambi parents. <laughs> um, You're dead, Bambi's mom. <laughs> You're dead. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can follow me, Nagin Farsad, John Fuglesang, or Liz Winstead on Twitter if you want to hear more about this stuff. Uh, thanks again. This is Tony Rodriguez. This is Carlos Santos. This is Riza Licea. And this is Oscar Montoya. When our powers combine, we are Spanish Aquí Presents. We have a brand new podcast here on Earwolf, bringing you the best of the best of lo mejor of the Latinx comedy. Join us every Tuesday as we chat about what's going on in our lives, Latinx culture, and ¿qué es lo que? Lo que nos está picando. Lo que te pica. Don't worry, we'll tell you what that means if you listen. We'll also be joined by a new guest every single week. We'll get to know a little bit more about their lives. Every single week. Uh-huh, and then we'll make them sit back and watch us improvise their lives right back to them. Improvisation. <laughs> Spanish Aki Presents premieres July 16th. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Hola, Nezea. Spanish Aki Presents. Spanish Aki presents.